Welcome, Blood Brothers and Sanguine Sisters, to Deeply Discussing Dexter. I'm your host, Dale Maxfield. I'm joined by Aaron Caldwell. Hello. Brooke Merritt. Hi. And Zach Rowland. Hey. And today we are discussing Season 4, Episode 11, Hello, Dexter Morgan. In this episode, Dexter goes to great lengths to keep Trinity from Miami Metro and all to himself. An innocent Kyle Butler dies. Deb's not ready to forgive, but Christine gets a sick headshot. Trinity finds out Dexter's real name, just like the Blu-ray thumbnail showed me that it would. What'd you guys think of this episode overall? I felt this to be a very compelling, uh, tense, uh, almost gave me anxiety at times, wonderful episode. I think this was like the penultimate episode that every season should have. Uh, and and it it went away. It went in a direction that I felt it was going to go, but like uh, also had some surprises too. So yeah. You know, as much as I enjoyed this episode, I I have very mixed feelings about it. Like it's very tense, but at some points you just get so frustrated. So eh, eh. Yeah, there's some good buildup, but there's some weak points too, like a lot of the episodes. But it was, it was all in all, it was a good uh, pre-finale episode, which is out of character for the show because most of the time, what they do is the main plot is either mostly over by the end of that second to last episode, or it ends in the first 15 minutes of the last episode, and then you're just kind of coasting along, wondering why the show's still on. Um, this one, I felt like 11 was a huge, huge build, and with a with a massive cliffhanger um, that leads you into 12. Like, you you've, feel like you've got to see 12 right away after you see this one, so... The ending of this episode is how a first-to-last episode of a season is supposed to be. Absolutely. Well, it starts with Angel questioning Christine. She claims not to know or believe that she is related to Trinity. Dexter is watching the interrogation at his desk and for some reason is thinking aloud that she's Trinity's daughter. Angel pushes Christine to give up her father's name. Dexter tells Harry that he's going to give Miami Metro a decoy name so that he can go after Trinity himself. Neither one of them seem to care that not letting the police capture someone is against the code during the scene, at least. Yeah, I actually, so I'm not upset with the way that he, they, he go about, he's going about this, but it was like one of those moments where it's just like, why don't you just let the police do their job for once and take care of it? Like they're this close. Well, and that's, and you, that's you the know. code. Yeah. Like he's, and this is not that this is, I think the third time in the season, um, one of the other times being uh, when he steered Arthur around the checkpoint uh, back in like season or in episode eight or nine, something like that, where he's impeding the police from capturing him. And his job is not to pick and choose who he's going to kill. His job is to take care of people that the system doesn't get. And the system yeah. is all over Trinity. He's just getting in the way of them doing it for themselves. Well, but it's not like that's something new for him. Because even when Lundy confronted him in season two with the horrible blood work on almost all the cases that the Bay Harbor Butcher actually killed somebody, it was 
supposedly out of character for him to screw up on the blood work that bad. So it seems like he was tanking cases even back then. He was t- that was self-preservation. Yeah, that was, I mean, Dokes was case. already dead. He was making sure that Dokes stayed, uh, stayed the the suspect and the. Well, no, I'm talking about when they're looking at all of the all of the bodies. Uh, they realize that they got off because of bad blood work. When Lundy calls Dexter into his office and confronts him about the bad blood work. That all of those people got off because of bad blood work? Yeah, like four or five of them, at least, got off because of bad blood work. Sloppy blood work. Was it it referring to specifically Dexter's blood work? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I remember what he's talking about. Did he tank the blood work on purpose to get people out? He's clearly tanked cases before so people can get out and he can kill them. Yeah, I always got the impression, though, that it was more about, like how big of a case they really had against him. Like, Dexter wasn't going to send somebody to prison for six weeks when he knew that they deserved to die. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's what it kind of came down to. And that's where, like, in season three, like, notwithstanding what actually happens in season three, it makes sense that Dexter would have worked with the DA's office to find people that the DA's office couldn't take care of that he needed to. Yeah, if he'd have worked in tandem with Miguel in, in that regard, then that would have made sense because it's by the code, but also not possible for the system to succeed because they just can't. Right. And he would have killed Trinity like episode three, I think, episode four maybe, whenever it was that he was after him and he stopped because Trinity's had a family. And he was like, well, he just finished his kill cycle, and maybe I can learn something from him, so I'll just let him I'll let him live for now. So he kind of took yeah. responsibility for him then. But then, by the end of the season, like, Lundy brings the Trinity case to everybody. Deb is certainly on the Lundy case, even before it's an official Miami Metro investigation. And now they're definitely looking for him. Um, and he's... He's getting. He's actually impeding the investigation. Yeah, and at this point, it's careless arrogance, and that's what really annoys me about it. Is that you know, Trinity's not somebody who's just killed one or two people. He's been doing this for decades. Dexter, Dexter's overconfidence that you know he can take him down, and he's going to do it on his timeline is is really uh, infuriating. Yeah. So uh, Trinity sees on the news that the boy he kidnapped was returned home with no information. Kyle didn't rat him out. Trinity calls Kyle and asks what kind of man rescues a kidnapped child and doesn't call the police. Kyle says that he wants $50,000 that day. Trinity is not threatened. He finds two Kyle Butlers in the phone book. Uh, Quinn tries to start shit when Dexter, a.k.a. Half Day, leaves, supposedly to have lunch with Rita. Deb tells him to cut Quinn some slack. Quinn's girlfriend is a psycho. Captain Matthew shows up and orders LaGuerta and Angel into her office. He has a security tape with Angel and LaGuerta making out at a liquor store. Classy. So gross. <laughs> well, we'll have were... Cuervo and Icy's yeah, again or whatever they were having the slushies. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is actually a step up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Cuervo and Ices is like that's like really living it up in Florida. That, that's like Perfect the champagne date. of everywhere else. Uh, I thought that um, him asking for fifty thousand dollars was like an apt number because it's not like he's like Doctor Evil where he's like one billion dollars, <laughs> and then the Trinity Killer's like, "All right, I'm not, I'm not playing." Well, even with so, this, he's but... like, "I'm a teacher. Where do I have fifty thousand yeah. dollars?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he must know something I don't know, but. It was, it was like, okay, doable, but not really. Yeah. So Matthews threatens both of them with dismissal. Their hearing is set for the day after tomorrow. Dexter looks through Lundy's suspect list to find a suitable decoy to throw Miami Metro off even further. Trinity is stopped by the first Kyle Butler, who threatens to call the cops on him for attempted burglary. Dexter shows up to meet Rita. It's not lunch. It's marriage counseling. Dexter gets called away and tries to tell Rita that it's their counseling. Tells tries to tell Rita that their counseling is not an emergency. Rita tells Dexter that she kissed Elliot. Dexter leaves anyway. Yeah, she really spilled the beans on that. It was just <laughs> boom. But I mean, it, it had to happen. You know, there's that had been building up, and uh, I guess that's what therapy's for—is to admit these things. But she came out in a way I think that was like. I don't know. Even if I was a guy in that position, I'd be like, that's weird. Um, I don't know. I got to think about this for a, a minute. You know, like, yeah. it wasn't crazy, but it was something that's like, does need a discussion, I think, but not like a blow up of being like, oh my God, you slept with someone yeah, else. Yeah, and I think whatever. she's more hurt that he's not more upset about it. Yeah. Like, she presented it so weird, too, where she's like, I kissed him. Well, he kissed me. Like, if you're really trying not to make an issue of it, you'd be like, look, here's the thing. He came at me. I stopped. But she was like, I kissed him. Well, no. <laughs> like, she wanted a reaction from him. It was like a test where she's, like, mm-hmm. truly trying to uh, pierce his emotional wall. Because, he's, you know, it's, like, always up all the time. Or, or the, the lack of emotion, I should say. But, like, it's like, what, can I really say something or has something happened enough to where I can really get him to show that emotion? Which he doesn't. He's just like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's not, uh, it does, it's it's literally to him not a bigger, uh, a bigger thing for him to have to deal with than the phone call was. Like, the yeah. crime scene is much more pressing than... Rita might have kissed some guy or some guy kissed Rita. I don't know. Whatever. This was Thanksgiving. Like, time has passed since then. She's still here. I'm not worried about it. Oh, yeah. It's almost, what, like February by this point? I mean, it's been a while. Late January. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. But the crime scene that Dexter is called to is the first Kyle Butler, uh, who Trinity, I guess, beat to death. Masuka tells Dexter that he saw Rita kiss Elliot. Dexter says he knows. Masuka is relieved. Uh, Dexter overhears a neighbor tell Aguerta that the victim's name is Kyle Butler. Angel and Deb find postcards from Trinity under Christine's bed. They figure out that Trinity is her father. Dexter goes to the other Kyle Butler's apartment and M99s him. He turns out the lights and then lies in wait for Trinity. Trinity opens the door. Dexter is right next to it on the landing. Trinity opens the door and then closes it. He left. Dexter realizes that Kyle had some Christmas cards lying out with his picture on them that Trinity saw. Um, that uh-huh. is a very comedic scene to me. That Dexter goes through all this trouble and he's got Trinity right where he wants him, 
but he forgot to check if there were like Christmas cards that would give away the fact that Kyle Butler doesn't look like him. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's it's just such a, a silly little detail, but it makes all the difference in, in the pursuit. Yeah. Like, I thought it was uh, f- kind of strange, though, that uh, he kills the first uh, Kyle. Because, I mean, you know, his cycle is that he kills specific people because of his, his thing or whatever. But this time he's just like, oh, some guy's going to report me for a tip to burglary? You're dead. Like, the, I feel like that's the that's like a, a time we get to see him even beyond the, like, abuse that he has over or the control he has over his family where he straight up just murders some dude because he's in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, him getting arrested will <clears throat> would immediately get him thrown in for the Trinity case. Because they, yeah, for they, sure. would, they would recognize him as a man of the age that they were profiling and because he's under arrest, they can get his DNA and it's game over. Yeah, I, I definitely... I was surprised I, that he wouldn't have killed the second Kyle Butler too, though. I think he would have just been like, well, I'm just going to kill all the Kyle Butlers to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to collect the set. Uh, yeah, I just... I think it's interesting that there's more parallel to the way that he's acting with the way that Dexter's acting too. Like they're both going against their rituals at this point uh, because they're, they want to kill each other. So it's like, I feel like the, maybe this is why that was one of the best seasons is because we see these two, I'm going to say masterminds of murder. Uh, that's a cool, uh, fun thing to say. Masterminds of murder. Um, but uh, that they're like, going outside of their rituals, do, doing the things they didn't normally do because they want to prove that they're the elite one, you know, they're the, the top. Yeah, the old unstoppable force versus the immovable rock. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, I see that. Um, Angel presents the postcards to Christine. He accuses her of drafting off their investigation and shooting Lundy. She asks for her lawyer. Quinn is pissed that she used him. Deb says not to beat himself up. It doesn't help. She reminds him that she was engaged, as in engaged to be married to the ice truck killer. She says they can play who's a bigger asshole, but she'll always win. <laughs> Dexter goes. She's, <laughs> she's a hot dog stand. <laughs> Dexter goes to the decoy's house. He finds out that the decoy is making a run up to Jacksonville and back. Harry says he can't go out all night. Uh. Dexter returns home. Rita has waited up for him to talk, but Dexter asks if he can wait, citing a huge day tomorrow. Rita says he can't wait. She apologizes, and Dexter accepts and tries to go to sleep. Rita says he should be hurt or angry or disgusted. When Dexter asks if that's what she she wants, Rita admits that she doesn't, and they go to sleep. Trinity tries calling Christine and walks by her apartment. There's police tape across her door. Dexter grabs items with Trinity's DNA to plant on his decoy. Harry warns him that he's juggling too much. Harry says he's a family man, a serial killer, Kyle Butler, and an extortionist. Dexter is shown reflected in four mirrors and says he's all of them. My note there, my question was, did the mirrors come first or did the dialogue come first? That scene screamed Scott Buck episode. That scene was so stupid. (laughs) That scene was fantastic. I just, yeah. I just think that that fantastically awful. They had that mirror on set, and they're like, "Hey, we should write a scene around this." What's James Remar doing? Let's get him <laughs> in. <for this. laughs> yeah, he probably suggested it. He's like, "I'm not in this episode enough. Let's 
put me in another scene. Yeah, he's in like so much of the last two episodes. I feel like it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. Road effort this season. He was just loitering <laughs> around catering, so might as well. Deb says to Angel, Are you still playing Who's Your Daddy with Christine? Deb asks to take a shot at her. Deb goes in with some food and starts talking about how she, Deb, wanted to be closer to her father. Deb says Christine can st- still do the right thing. Deb realized that her father's approval wasn't that important after all. Angel says they have to cut Christine loose, but Deb and Quinn should follow her. She might lead them right to Trinity. This scene was so worthless. Like, Deb's like, let me take a run at her, and then does nothing. And then just leaves. <laughs> like that. I also wanted to... Yeah, I agree that this was not necessary. I also like to point out that uh, Deb puts out the burrito. And she's like, I don't eat that garbage. And she's like, it's not for you, it's for me. And she hands her a fruit cup. But little does she know that fruit cups are actually not that good for you. (laughs) Because there's a ton of sugar. And most of the time, it's like high fructose corn sugar in that syrup that it sits in. I just wanted to be like, I'll eat that burrito any day over that sugary <laughs> burritos way healthier yeah uh. protein and carbs <laughs> i just felt like you know oh you don't want a burrito then you get the children's snack <laughs> <laughs> you want to act like a child i'm a treat like a child here's your fruit cup i still have some animal crackers from old cody being here <laughs> <laughs> Oh, when Lundy was was talking to the animal. Brings back good memories. Good times. Throwback to Lundy. Dexter is pulled into LaGuardia's office with Angel. He's been drafted into witnessing their wedding vows. When the judge says, Angel, you may kiss the bride, Dexter is standing between them and stares into Angel's eyes. Angel says, excuse me, and kisses LaGuardia. Turns out that Dexter was called in because he's the only one that knows about their relationship. I feel like that is an abuse of authority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what if he doesn't agree with that what did you just wedding do just me? like the rest of us? Well, it's not just that. Like, Dexter <laughs> Dexter told him, hey, man, I've got some things I gotta do. And and Batista's like, you go fuck yourself. You get here. Now. <laughs> yeah, they called him in from home to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Batista was like, well, fuck you then. <laughs> And that judge was like every stereotype and cliche. Yeah. Like these are the kind of life sentences I like to well, give. And, oh, I got to my tea time. <laughs> Here we go. Yep, he's going to go golfing with Captain Matthews now. Uh, Trinity calls Dexter again. He got an address for Kyle from the home office, and it led him to a jet ski rental place. Dexter again threatens to go public about Trinity being a pedophile if he isn't paid. Trinity doesn't like being called a pedophile. Uh, Trinity asks for one more day. Dexter feels freed up to go to work on the decoy. Dexter catches him in his cab and ties him down into a kill room in the trailer. The man is still threatening Dexter when Dexter cuts his throat. He plants the DNA, Lundy's Trinity books, and a picture of Christine in the cab. Christine calls Trinity from a stranger's cell phone. He tells her not to call him again and hangs up. Dexter goes to the decoy's house and plants more DNA and the framing hammer. To frame him. Uh, Dexter gets home and sees Elliot on the porch. He tells Elliot to stay the hell away from Rita and punches him out. Elliot apologizes. When Dexter goes in, Rita gives him some ice for his hand. Rita's happy that he cared that much. And they sort of kiss each other's hands in a bizarre way. 
Him punching Elliot was like the best thing from this season. I hated that character so much, and he was just there always. Like, even in the background, yeah. I'd see him, and I'd be like, man, I hate that guy over there. Yeah, ever since that pool party, I've been like, that dude's a creep. You should have hit him once for each oven, I think. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> for each wasted lava cake. <laughs> well, that'd be Masuka. You'd have to get Masuka to come in and beat him down over the lava cakes. Sad yeah, Masuka. I will... I- He's so sad. I I wanted to say that the the whole setup of this like decoy thing was just so it was like rushed and weird. Um, because he's just like going out to find this guy on the road, so he's doing like the CB radio trucker talk, which was like so ridiculous. Uh, what was he like? His handle was like little. I can't even remember. Little something. Little smoky or something like that. Little smoky, yeah. Uh, and then he and then he like gets the guy and does like the quickest kill ever that I think I've seen Dexter do. He's like, no time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, got to get back to the dude's house so I can put his, the toothbrush out and the hair thing and like all this. Uh, I mean, this this episode moves at such a rapid pace, but like that specifically, that whole sequence, I was just like, man, they are really well, and trying to emphasize. The most unbelievable this. thing is that it takes him this much work to stay ahead of Miami Metro. <laughs> right, that's true. Yeah, the best uh, the best thing about that scene is when he's framing him, he pulls out like this pristine hairbrush that just has like mm-hmm. one clump of hair, and he's just like, yeah, and that goes there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like they then, knew they had uh, to put it in, but they didn't want need to make it good. They were just like, all right, we got to do something here. Put this guy in here. Let's just throw some stuff and, and see what happens. Get through it. Yeah. And a very girly hairbrush, too. Like yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he, he has like, his no hair. It looked He's like, like <laughs> it would hurt like, yeah. to break it across <laughs> your scalp. Just like, oh, Like gosh. the steel wool brush. <laughs> but I'll say this. As a man of the same amount of hair as John Lithgow, uh, yeah, I would not use a brush like that. <laughs> um. Angel and LaGuardia go to Captain Matthews as a courtesy to tell him that they're married. They tell him what an ass he'll make of himself if he goes after them for getting married after meeting on the job. He cannot believe they went to such lengths just to outmaneuver him. He tells them that he hopes that their life together won't be as empty and immoral as their decision to get married was. So overdramatic. <laughs> really? I loved how much of a pussy Batista was in this. Like, he would say something and then immediately look to LaGuerta like, yeah, tell him, honey. <laughs> it was so terrible. Like, God. But- well, here ends the entire, uh, the entire season's plot for three characters. That's, that's what Angel and LaGuerta and Matthews have been up to this, this <clears throat> season. The pissing contest. Yeah. And and making out and Cuervo and Isis. <laughs> Cuervo and Isis needs to be a thing. Like we it's, should it's do a spin off series with LaGuerta and Angel. Well, we should do that for like season finales going from here on out. <laughs> Cuervo and Isis. Let's get really fucking sick. <laughs> I mean if it's styled like Brooklyn nine nine, I think it'll do okay. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Miami Metro ends up at the decoy's house. Dexter is on the scene to make sure they find things. 
Deb comments on how much evidence they found. She says, this is the same guy who never made a mistake in 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> Deb's doing some actual police work. Uh, also, when did this turn into an escape room? Like, like he was there helping them look for clues, like an escape <laughs> yeah. room. And he's like, I bet if you pull the lever over there, a secret door opens up. <laughs> Did you know that Leonardo da Vinci had two wives? Yeah. Uh. Trinity sees Angel giving a press interview about the decoy. He repeats the guy's name in confusion. Stan Beaudry? Christine calls Trinity again. She asks him to meet her, that she can escape the police. She tells him she's sorry. He says he's sorry, too, that she was ever born. He tells her not to call uh, him ever again, and she starts having a breakdown. This scene was brutal. (laughs) Yeah. Like, John Lithgow telling... He could call me and tell me that, and I would break down crying. I'm like, why would John (laughs) Lithgow say such a horrible thing? (laughs) And she's just annihilated. She's <laughs> oh yeah, that was, the the heaving was very. I laughed audibly. Yeah. it was so <laughs> out there. It was, so, it was, was very like, Looney Tunes. It was like, yeah. What? Suddenly became a cartoon oh. character. <laughs> so weird. Like the room started filling up with her tears, like in a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like I want to feel bad for her, but then no, because she killed Lundy. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Lundy. Um, <laughs> Deb gets a message that Christine wants to talk to her, just her. Quinn is going along but won't go inside. Okay, hold up. She shot you. She shot your boyfriend, and you're just going to go by yourself when you just had her under interrogation. But yeah, just go hang out. Unattended. Be fine. Good call. Not even, yeah. not even that. Like, I would have understood if he would have followed her upstairs to Christine's apartment and stood outside the door. But no, he was out in the parking lot. Like, he, the gunshot goes off, and he's not anywhere close to make a good reaction. He's just there to get the plate number on whatever she, Christine, <laughs> escapes in. <laughs> Pretty much. That's the Miami Metro And I way. don't remember. Did they ever, like, find her gun at any point during the investigation? No. Did they? No. no. So they, they know she had a gun. I would assume it's the same point. one she uses here. Yeah, I yeah I would too. So they well, know she has a gun. They know she's a little bit unstable because she's being questioned. But you know, hey. Yeah, if they had the weapon, um, th- they could have matched that to Lundy's shooter and put her away. But they didn't right. have enough to keep her. After That's she what I thought. Lawyer. Miami Metro rule number one: <laughs> Don't get involved. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, that was Baptista's case. And he was a little too busy getting married and a little too busy making out in liquor stores to find yeah. any gun or actually do any of the work on it. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. Because well, the Lundy... Or, yeah. At, at this point, you know they were still boning on Matthew's desk. <laughs> uh, oh, I actually wanted to talk about that. Why did they stay in his office after he left? <laughs> It was I'm to like, get the final a, revenge. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, Aaron. Now, the, thank you for solving that mystery for me because it was bothering me. I'm here to help. Fucking gross, uh, <laughs> Jesus. And I don't mean to have to correct you on things, but the first two rules of Miami Metro are very clear. The first one is 
people die in Miami. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the second <laughs> rule is some of them are murdered. Huh. Uh. Okay, so rule three, don't get involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Deb, so Trinity calls Kyle and says you got the money together. They negotiate on where to meet. Dexter hears the carnival music and heads to where he's sure Trinity is. Deb enters Christine's apartment alone. Christine calls her dad a motherfucker. That's always true. Your father is always a motherfucker. Um, Deb tries to tell her that they figured out her father is Stan Beaudry. Christine doesn't correct her. She says that her father is a killer and that she's just like him. She became a killer the way Deb became a cop to be just like her dad. She admits to shooting Deb and Lundy. Deb tries to keep it together until Christine asks if she can forgive her. And Deb says, are you kidding me? I came here to do a job and get justice for Lundy. Christine pulls out a gun and kills herself. Deb tries to keep Quinn from entering the apartment, but he sees her on the ground next to the gun in a pool of blood. A well-placed stool obscures her wound. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I definitely didn't see that coming, I would say. Like, uh, I almost, when I saw the gun come out immediately, was thinking like what uh, Brooke was saying earlier, uh, being like, why would you go in there alone? She's going to shoot you again, you dummy. Um, but for her to take her own life, that was something. And I I was, yeah. I thought she I might. Was not. I thought she might do like a suicide by cop thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, since nobody was there, that would be the storyline for Deb going forward as if it was a righteous shooting or revenge or something like that. But then she just shot herself in the head. And I was like, well, there goes that storyline. Yeah, and it, yeah. well, and it would have been a bit unbelievable that Quinn would shoot her at this point. Like, I know Quinn's yeah. probably upset with her, but he still probably would be conflicted about killing her. Yeah. Oh, bye, Christine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we didn't really love thee. She's off ugly crying somewhere. <laughs> Uh, Deb calls Dexter, who's still searching for Trinity. She says Christine confessed and killed herself in front of Deb. She asks him to come down to Miami Metro for moral support. Dexter decides to put his family hat on and heads back. Trinity watches him from a mezzanine. Trinity follows Kyle all the way back to Miami Metro. He enters Miami Metro and asks if Kyle Butler works there. The information desk says there isn't a Kyle Butler. Trinity steals a a visitor's badge from an old lady and walks through security, because fucking Miami Metro. Uh, Another one where I audibly was just like, what the fuck is happening here? He's he's standing right there, he doesn't go anywhere, and then he turns around and goes right through. The security guard watched him walk up to the desk, not get a pass, and then walk through. (laughs) Look, if Miami Metro was any good, we'd have no show. I was, we'd have no show. I was actually shocked that they had a metal detector. Like, I just assumed everybody <laughs> in there was packing. Yeah, these are uh, people that, are, that have desk jobs at Miami Metro. Uh, yeah. Again, don't get involved. Like, he just <laughs> let him through. It's like, oh, visitor, fine. It's yeah. fine. People die in Miami. Uh, Dexter finds Deb in the conference room. She's afraid to erase Lundy's name from the board. It will mean Frank is dead and gone forever. Dexter asks if she wants him to do it. She assents, but then changes her mind and does it herself. 
Trinity is walking in the halls of Miami Metro. He finds a bowling team photo with Dexter in it that says Miami Metro Homicide Bowling Team. Angel passes the elevators at Homicide. They open and Trinity steps out. He walks into the conference room. The photos and details of each and every one of the known murders are on the walls. He sees Stan Beaudry's picture and thanks him for doing him a kindness. And then he walks into the bullpen. Dexter sees him from his office a split second before Trinity sees him. Dexter walks out to meet him. Trinity lifts Dexter's badge and says, Hello, Dexter Morgan. And that was the title of the episode. Uh, On Netflix, the thumbnail for this episode is a picture of Christine's face. Because the picture of Christine's face doesn't give away anything, but this does turn out to be an episode about Christine quite a bit. But on the Blu-ray, ever since I put in the third disc for episodes 9 through 12, that Hello Dexter Morgan has been there and that POV shot of John Lithgow has been there. So Good on the Blu-ray about keeping the, the secrets hidden throughout the seasons, aren't they? It's bad. Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as <laughs> season three when they had Ellen Wolf's dead eyes in the like video montage of every menu screen. You're like... I guess she's not going to make it. <laughs> uh, so I just want to say, and you said it, Dale, but he's just willy-nilly walking around Miami Metro like nobody cares. And and when he gets up to around the bullpen area of like Dexter's of the um, homicide department, uh, there's it's like super busy, right? Like everybody's hustling around. Yeah. And I noticed this extra because I'm always looking at the background <laughs> actors. And there's a, an extra who's like uh, maybe maybe five foot tall. So she's like a clear like foot and a half shorter than John Lithgow. She walks to the right of him and then we see the reverse and she walks to the to the right of that. And then we see another like turnaround and then she walks back the way she just came. Like Im- like immediately <laughs> like almost 360 movement from this one extra who's clearly standing out against John Lithgow's like... Uh, enormity in the scene yeah uh i was it's just like uh tactician wise in terms of production like you guys let me down well, her character's <laughs> job was to make sure that uh no one not on the case got into the conference room and saw all of those crime scene <laughs> information yeah but uh she's just she walking in a circle in the bullpen uh, I mean, believe me, and I've walked in enough circles on sets before to tell you that that's exactly what you do. But to be caught doing it, I think, is like you've done you've you've missed the point of being a background actor. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, this episode was directed by S.J. Clarkson. Um, this was her first episode. She also does two in season six. Um, she worked on a bunch of different uh, series like EastEnders. Life on Mars, the ill-fated American Heroes series, after Dexter worked on the British series Mistresses and the film Toast. This episode was written by Scott Buck, hooray, and Lauren Gussis. Um, we all know Scott Buck. Lauren Gussis uh, was pr- promoted up several times and is currently working on Netflix's Insatiable. Uh, what was everyone's favorite line of the episode? I want to po- Hello, Dexter Morgan. I want to point out real quick that that Brooke, you've now liked two Scott Buck episodes. Shame. I didn't say I liked the whole Shame. episode. <laughs> I like this episode just fine. I can tell which parts were Scott Buck, though. Let's be mm. honest. That's true. Yeah. yeah, there were some pretty clear Scott Buck moments. 
Uh, but I, yeah. I agree with you. Hello, Dexter Morgan. Like, yeah, it's the, the title of the episode, but he delivers it so well that it's just like, oh my god, what is about to happen in this next episode? Is a fight going to break out in Miami Metro? Like, they're not going to get involved. So. I think using that POV yeah. shot was really effective, too, when he delivers it. Such a good scene. It was just chilling, scary, so scary. You're like, oh, hell. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to go with that same thing because I, I felt that same way. But originally what I had written down was all of the wor- all of the lines that have the word fuck in it because there are so many uses of the word fuck in this episode <laughs> that I was blown away. Okay, uh, how about worst line of the episode? Whatever Dexter said during the mirror scene. <laughs> <laughs> I now pronounce you man and wife. God, what a horrible section that was. Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, handing out life sentences. Uh, is uh, the, My favorite type is this type or whatever. Yeah, that judge was awful. How about the uh, the Chicky Hines Memorial Performance of the Episode Award? I went with John Lithgow on this one. I, wa- I wanted to go for the girl playing Christine, but like, nah. Uh, you know. I, I still felt like John Lithgow just delivers constantly. I had that struggle too. I wanted to give it to Christine just because it's the end for her, but she didn't really end on a high note. Gotta go with John Lithgow. I was tempted to give it to Captain Matthews because he hated the LaGuerta <laughs> Batista thing too. <laughs> but uh, I actually gave it to Christine. I thought she did a fantastic job in this episode. I actually if I had, to- had it between... Uh, Christine and Deb mm. and I think it was Deb by a mile I almost wrote in my notes but yeah. I didn't want to prejudice anybody else's vote um, I think Jennifer Carpenter was amazing on this episode um, I'll agree to that even if you even if you just look at the, the, the probably the best example of it is the her trying to keep it together while she's talking to Christine in that last scene with her where she's like trying not to react, she's trying to just have the conversation, and that she finally can't do it anymore. Um, yeah, it's just really, really well done. Yeah, I was gonna say the two earlier that I feel like this is some of her best acting work so far, is especially like this episode, but this whole season, she's come so far from season one, Deb. Yeah, and I mean, it's if you're gonna give Christine an episode, this is the one to give her. Um, I think she was great in this. I just think there was a lot of stuff that happened that kind of overshadowed it. And I think really the thing that makes the biggest impact is what is that they wrote for her to shoot herself. I think that is more impactful to the story than um, how she acts about it. They don't necessarily give her quite enough time to deal with everything else but then if they did it wouldn't be quite a surprise when she just pulls a gun out and kills herself in front of Deb Mm -hmm. who doesn't see that coming at all because she's Miami Metro (laughs) yeah also it's just one of those occurrences that doesn't happen to people regularly you're just like you don't expect to see someone shoot themselves in front of you (laughs) oh hey (laughs) (laughs) all right Well, that's it. Uh, Thanks, guys, for weighing in on this one with me. Uh, Everybody for listening. We'll see you on the next Deeply Discussing Dexter.